I'm Parson Michael Maui, and this is Dharma Talks from Sacred Ground. Reflections and meditations brought to you from the Sacred Ground Community Church and Sangha. Today's Dharma Talk was originally shared on February 14th, 2021. I chose to share the reading from Luke today, Luke chapter 15 from the King James Version of the Bible. And I love the old rich language of the King James, and we can you know, have discussions about different versions. There's, there, there's something else uh, too. I oftentimes read from the, what's called the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version, but it has these subheadings. Um, which can be helpful, but also then we sort of break things into sections and maybe miss some of the interconnectedness among some of the different stories. And for me, I view the Judeo-Christian Bible as sacred as I do the teachings of Thich Nhat Hanh and uh, Buddhist sutras and so much else. And, And I'm interested Probably part of this is I'm, you know, the storyteller in me. I'm, I'm interested in the richness of meanings, the layers of meanings, the different meanings. And I think that when we do something like take a Thich Nhat Hanh reading, and then we take this very familiar story of the prodigal son and put it right afterwards, sometimes some new facets of the gem may, may shine forth. Um, if you're interested in more of this, uh, I, I, I have a podcast series that I did a a year or so ago called Fresh Green Blessings, reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. So a uh, whole podcast series of doing this. But, um, but I, I want to talk, I want to start by talking about um, chapter 15 in Luke. And we begin with um, the Pharisees and the scribes talking about... Um, the sinners and the publicans, and, oh my gosh, Jesus associating with them. And if we take Thich Nhat Hanh's view, the view of Maitri, as love equals understanding, I think we can say that perhaps those Pharisees and scribes don't understand those other people. They've created some sort of label for them. They see them as static, as unchanging, um, and they dismiss them. And maybe that's not so different (laughs) than what many of us do to other people quite frequently. I know I've been guilty of that many times. and we see the shepherd who, who, who goes after the sheep. We see, we see the proactive nature um, of the shepherd. We see the same thing with the woman looking for the coin. Um, that this item, in the case of the coin, that's been lost can be found. And the same with the sheep and the celebration. And, of course, we then take that to the prodigal son story. Um, 
it's interesting to me, uh, in that story, that younger son, he has agency. He goes and he you know, squanders the money and that, but then he himself decides to come back. And with humility, he's coming back as a servant. And the father meets him before he gets all the way home, but there's, there's sort of agency on both sides. They're both kind of coming toward each other. And, and, and maybe, that's, maybe that's more important than I've, I've thought in the past. Um, the other thing that I notice in this story is that in some ways there's not just one lost son, there's two. Because after the, after the prodigal son comes home and they kill the fatted calf and they're dancing and making merry, then we have the elder son who comes in from the field. And he's pissed off, right? He's mad. He's been working his butt off. And, you know, no party for me and my friends. And he refuses to come inside. So I'll just, if I can find that. Verse 28, and he was angry and would not go in. And therefore came his father out and entreated him. The father is going out just as the shepherd went out to search for the sheep, just as the woman goes and looks for the coin. The father is being proactive here. And what does the father do? He talks to his son. And what's he trying to give his son? Understanding. Because in that moment, that elder brother has no love for his younger brother. And he's just pissed off royally at his father. And what the father wants to try to communicate to the son is understanding. Basically, dad's trying to say, I want you to understand what's going on here with your brother. And I also want you to understand me and why I did what I did. And Thich Nhat Hanh tells us, without understanding, how can we love? In Buddhism, they sometimes speak of mirror-like wisdom. And I'm going to use that term in a slightly different way. But a lot of people have critiques of the Bible and you know, all the violence in the Bible and all that. And that's real and genuine and <laughs> those, those critiques have validity. But what I want to invite myself and invite you into is to look at the mirror-like wisdom of the Bible. We have Cain and Abel, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau, Joseph and his brothers, they put them in a pit, they sell them into slavery. 
We have these two brothers here. These are not stories that are centuries old. <laughs> these are stories that are thousands of years old about siblings and their relationships. How many of us experience or know someone close to us who they have a sibling, a sister, a brother on the other side of the political divide? Maybe there's no longer any talk between them. Or maybe it's super strained. Or maybe it's not a sibling. Maybe it's a good, good friend, an old high school buddy. And now all of a sudden, there's this. I invite myself and I invite you into these old stories. I actually, I'm reading today from this King James Version. I'm reading from, this is my mom's <laughs> Bible, and it says Ruth Jane Cassoni. That's her maiden name. My mom got married in the 1940s. So this is an old book, right? And, and so here it is, like these stories that, if you have a Jewish or Christian background, that, that, that have been told and recycled and rethought of for hundreds and hundreds of years. And are there some riches here that have not yet been mined? For me, yeah. What do we do about these? You know, Ollie was speaking of breathing the same air. My gosh. Some of us have come from the same womb. And we don't know how to understand. I like what Ty says. He says, Maitri is unconditional love. Not expecting anything in return. We may be fortunate if we had a mom or a dad who was good at that kind of like, here, let me, let me help you see how your sibling would see this or how your friend would. But not everybody gets that. And maybe those parents are gone. And maybe there's someone else who could play that role, who can, who can help with that. And the parents, even if they try, they, they often fail. But what resources can we draw on that can invite us into Something like the conversation that that father has with his older son. What can draw us into wanting 
to offer. Maitri, here, here, Maitri offers, Maitri is the intention and capacity to offer joy and happiness. What can open us to that intention and capacity? That we want to not just be understood, but that we want to offer joy. Even to that loved one, whether it's a sibling, whether it's an old friend, who's seeing the world so differently than us. Jesus speaks of God as Father, and there's a wide range in terms of how we think of the great sacred or if we think of God and everything else, but however we conceive it or don't conceive it, maybe we can ask for help. Just put it out there to the great sacred. Some of us are really great at this with our own kids, right? That unconditional love, but man, it's tough with our spouses, <laughs> with our siblings, <laughs> with our old friends. I think Thich Nhat Hanh gives us another little hint. To express all this, what does he talk about? Does he give us some heavy-duty story? He tells us this goofy story of durian fruit that he doesn't like the smell of and covering it with a bowl. I hope you get the humor. <laughs> I, I hope you see that, like... He's, he's, he's making fun of himself, right? He's not taking himself too seriously. We're so damn serious about ourselves. Do I really have it effing all figured out so well that everybody should just follow what the hell I think is right or what the heaven I think is right? <laughs> Or can I really create a space and just say, man, I don't understand, but I love that guy. Or I love her. I want to love her. I want to understand. Damn it, let's just, let me just let go of all my great knowledge of how it all works and what's all right. You know, that older brother, he had it all figured out. Can we just let go of that and just say, man, how can I bring some love in here? How can I bring some love in here? What a freaking gift. What a freaking gift that we have stories of Cain and Abel 
and Isaac and Ishmael and Joseph and his brothers and the prodigal son and the apostles and their stuff with each other. Because we can look at it all and we could say, If Maitreya is the Buddha to come, then the Buddha to come is the Buddha of unconditional love. It's a Buddha of understanding. It's a Buddha of opening our hearts and listening compassionately. I'm Parson Michael Malley, and you've been listening to Dharma Talks from Sacred Ground.